Over the last decade practicing as a therapist and embodiment coach, my greatest passion has been witnessing women realize the depth of knowing, power and creativity they would never have believed was within them until they learned how to befriend their body and its inherent wisdom. And you know what the biggest revelation or perhaps confirmation has been? That for us women, it's the things that we've been taught are our weaknesses or the parts of us that we've believed have been the barriers to our fulfillment that end up being the source of our greatness and that pathway to our aliveness. In today's solo episode, I'm going to share with you five powerful ways that you can buck the system and revolutionize your approach to showing up and being of service as a woman leader. If you feel like your work, creativity and leadership has its own distinct flavor and it doesn't fit into the typical box our society would prefer it to, then let this episode reassure you that your uniqueness and willingness to lean into leadership differently is absolutely what our world needs right now. Welcome to the Sensualchemy School podcast, where we explore grief, pleasure, and the sometimes messy, always beautiful paradox that exists between the two. Here, as we center the experience of our wise bodies through the archetypal feminine, we ask, within a culture that perceives emotional, intuitive, and creative intelligence as inferior and avoids pain at all costs, what if grief were our compass and pleasure our medicine? My name is Kate Leeper, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello and welcome. It's so nice to have you here. I'm Kate Leeper, psychotherapist and feminine embodiment coach, and this is the Sensual Alchemy School podcast. I'm delighted to have you here for a solo episode today, and I'm diving into an area of my work that I'm super passionate about, creative feminine leadership. Specifically, I'm jamming about how we can truly flip the script on the ways we show up in our families, our careers, in our creative expression, and the way we approach leadership. Reason being, I continue to meet with some commonalities amongst the women I work with, and that totally reflect my own experience of self-growth and development. And as I watch these women deepen into themselves, unraveling their grief and their pleasure stories and beginning to forge a new relationship to their embodied wisdom and creativity, I'm utterly convinced that the mainstream patriarchalized leadership models that we're also used to are simply falling short as far as what humanity and the planet needs at this time in history. Because when women tap into the essence of who they are underneath the constraints and limitations that culture has placed on us, a power is available that feeds into our life force and allows for women to express and show up in service of themselves and others in ways that we didn't think we were allowed to. I mean, how wild is that? All of a sudden, we don't need permission to be our full selves. Can you believe it? 
Well, please do believe it because it's a glorious thing. And today I'm going to tease apart five ways that you can revolutionize your leadership, your approach to how you create and serve and how you can receive and flourish in your work, in your family and your community. And do stick around to the end because I'll be sharing some info about the next intake of Luminesce, my creative feminine leadership mastermind, which is happening now because we commence our seven-month embodied pleasure pilgrimage from September the 28th. And I'm buzzing in anticipation for the intimate group that's coming together for this beautiful leadership expansion experience. So some of these shifts might be like reminders for you, or some might be entirely new. But whatever the case, if they feel deliciously alive with promise in your body, then they are meant for you. Okay, let's begin. So the first way to shake up the way you approach your creative feminine leadership is all to do with rebalancing power. Namely, a very beautiful thing happens when we step down as an expert and we reach out as a companion to those we work with, we support, we sell products or services to, and even to our children if we have them. Now, you might have heard the term power with instead of power over before, particularly in social justice spaces. The idea of holding power with and alongside another in pursuit of truth and care cultivates a very different energy within us as leaders and the ways in which we serve other humans and the planet. So what happens when we step down as expert and we reach out as a companion is that we explicitly send a message to others that we believe in the innate personal power that everyone possesses, regardless of any social hierarchy. We believe that the answer to any struggle or suffering or desire lives within them and that we trust that they have the wisdom. And this sense of trusting another person with their own healing is the opposite of what most of us are used to. So where it's It's so normal to seek external information, validation, and approval to the extent that we've turned down the volume so significantly on our own inner voice that we don't think we have one. I mean, think about it. When another person says to us, I trust you in your innate power, you have so got this, and I will walk alongside you as your support your safety, your questioner, maybe even your gentle challenger, sometimes your inspiration, your cheer squad, whatever you need, that's a very different energy to hold as opposed to you are broken and I am superior so I will fix you or supply you with the things you don't have to make you whole. And for one, that's bullshit. No one can make another person whole. And although we might feel it sometimes, no person is inherently broken. We are all walking our own path and we need others to walk alongside us in various seasons of our life with different strengths and knowledge and skills to complement our own power to create change. 
Okay, so number two is all about shaking up how we've been taught to express ourselves as leaders and as experts. The thing is, if we apply that idea around number one here, uh, that no one is an expert on anyone else, then why would we express differently from who we really are? I believe that as creative feminine leaders, it's our role to express from our full humanness, to break the illusion that some people simply have a grasp on life a bit better than others, (laughs) that some people just have their shit together and others, well, they are inferior. And that kind of patriarchal nonsense is why so many of us are plagued with bone-deep insecurities and beliefs that keep us trapped in situations and dynamics that perpetuate harm. And the more we speak, teach, coach, provide care and support or design products and make art that are born from our heartache and our longing, the more honesty we bring the more we shatter the false narratives about our not-enoughness. And I won't lie, there's a precursor to this, right? Because it might feel utterly terrifying to express from that place if you're used to being in a position of power over, perhaps, where your expression feels like a performance most of the time. It is a move towards vulnerability that might feel very uncomfortable and wrong for some of you. And this takes time to soften. It takes you doing the work to meet yourself and who you are once the mask is taken off. And let me just say, this doesn't mean that you do away with expressing with authority over your area of training, specialization, passion, whatever you do that you've invested time and energy in is absolutely deserving of acknowledgement. Women can often struggle to claim the vast knowledge and mastery that they actually possess. So I'm not speaking to minimizing yourself. I'm speaking to humanizing yourself around the knowledge, skills, and mastery that you hold because your level of authority will inevitably be felt. People will trust you when they feel your congruence. It's when you hide behind your expertise and express through a filter of superiority that we miss out on the heart and soul of you. And this we need, my love. Okay, so this next one flows on from the last and it's summarized by one of my favorite sayings and you'll want to put this on a sticky note. (laughs) It's this, connection over perfection. Now, if nothing else, this is the affirmation of the creative feminine leader. This reminder that your own capacity for supporting, caring, and guiding others into their most powerful, beautiful lives lies in your willingness to drop the strive for perfection and focus on the ways that you can establish and nurture connection, no matter what it is that you do, from designing to coaching, from working as a health professional to a dance teacher, you know, however you create and lead Connection and intimacy will change lives a million times over before you nail your craft perfectly. 
except for maybe brain surgery. I would advise getting as perfect as possible with your craft if that's what you do, but also improving your connection game, okay? So many professionals do not prioritize connection. And this can be so devastating to the humans experiencing their supposed medical care, particularly if they're in if they're in the medical field, because we aren't robots. We're complicated, soulful creatures. And the more we deny our own messy humanness, the more energy we spend on trying to display the kind of image we believe will make us worthy of love, the more life we miss out on. And when we do that to ourselves, the people we so desperately want to help and support are also ripped off. So let's drop the perfection and lean into connection, shall we? All right, number four. So the next way I believe we can really revolutionize our approach to leadership as creative women is being fully accountable to our own healing and growth. And I trust that because you're here listening to this podcast, you do this. Your own personal evolution matters to you. And, you know, it's always so useful to me to remember that as adults, we're really all just tall children walking around, interacting with one another, our nervous systems, basically, um, firing off at each other, while we do our best to give ourselves now what we needed and perhaps didn't receive growing up. But whether we're doing that consciously or not is the factor at play. If we're unconsciously engaging in a relationship with ourselves or others, or we're unconsciously pushing for a version of success or leadership that we've adopted as the only way, it will catch up with us in a variety of ways. We will always be seeking to have needs met or be dishonoring and betraying ourselves without understanding the patterns and cycles at play. And we'll continue to look outward either for someone or something to blame or for someone or something to validate us. Creative feminine leadership invites an honest, curiosity-centered approach to understanding our motivations, our needs, our wants, and the ways that we've been taught to dishonor ourselves in the pursuit of safety, security, or versions of love and acceptance. And as women leaders, when we both understand the complexity of the cultural factors that have impacted us poorly under patriarchy and the ways we might have been complicit in keeping systems of oppression and our own misery alive, we create self-agency and we can take our power back. All right, so the last one, dear ones, number five, which I believe is so beautiful and an approach that feeds my soul and that makes my own creative processes and contributions in both my personal and professional life that much more joyful and worthwhile. And I'm talking about collaboration over competition. We can be so indoctrinated by the masculine imperative for domination. It blows my mind how when women let this go, the need to be the best and the only and win the race to the finish line, wherever that is, often our bodies, women's bodies, oh, we just revel in the relief of that. 
when we can shift our stance from understanding leadership as a power over dynamic to a power with dynamic, but also when we can shift our energy from competing with others, whether it be men or women, or thinking we have to be better than others to succeed, to feeling completely at home in our body and with who we are, and settling in to our own unique magic and our contribution to life and the world, we then open channels of connection and collaboration with others on a similar mission. This is the most amazing gift. And women do it women do it so well when they're tapped into the essence of their creative feminine leadership. It's collaboration that ultimately allows for natural expansion. It invites innovative solutions, new possibilities, more pleasure, more fun. But what it demands is that all parties are self-aware, are able to not only embrace their full humanness, but see where their humanness when operating from unconscious patterns can be hurtful or harmful to others in relationships. And the container of women's relationships requires a level of transparency, intimacy, and communication that honors the needs and boundaries of all involved. And when this is worked on and prioritized, collaborative relationships amongst women can be deeply profound and lineage healing because women have been pitted against each other for centuries. Women's self-loathing and envy are tools of the patriarchy. And when we can provide safe spaces for each other and courageously connect with open hearts, speak our losses and desires, we are unstoppable. Creative feminine leadership flourishes in community, and I, for one, am here for it. Okay, that's a wrap, precious ones. Five ways to revolutionize how you show up, serve, and receive as a creative feminine leader. Now, I mentioned at the top of the episode today that if you're listening and you feel a sense of knowing in your body at what I've shared here, that I have a really beautiful invitation for you to take your leadership to the next level. And by next level, really, it's a deepening, ripening. It's a homecoming in who you are and the creative contributions you desire to make in this lifetime. Luminous is my creative feminine leadership mastermind. And once again, this mastermind is taking a small group of six wild hearts on what I call an embodied pleasure pilgrimage for six months. It'll be more like seven this time because it's stretched over the Christmas period. So kind of go through until end of April. But this is no stuffy business strategy mastermind promising seven figures at the price of your dignity. And, you know, this is about feeling in alignment and alive in your work and your expression. This mastermind is about supporting you to powerfully anchor into your unique creative essence and learn to harness the wisdom of your body as the most trusted ally there is. And we focus on how to expand your capacity to be resourced by pleasure every step of the way. So if you're a woman who is yearning to drop the shackles of perfectionism and performance and channel your losses and longings into a body of work that is unequivocally born of your deepest wisdom and gifts, then the Luminous Embodied Pleasure Pilgrimage was made for you. 
Now, past creative feminine leaders who have participated in Luminous say it was not only a profoundly healing experience for them as a woman, a creative mother, leader, but that it expanded their capacity exponentially to express, to serve their people and to receive prosperity. And that the skills and embodied way of being that we prioritize in this mastermind radically shifted their whole approach, not only to their leadership and career, but to the way they move through the world at large. So if this sounds like something you'd love to be part of, then all you have to do is jump over to kateleeper.com slash luminess and complete the short application form or schedule a chat with me and we can go from there. There are only six places uh, just to keep things cozy and intimate and to really drop deep um, in, in this small group. So if your curiosity has been piqued, then I'd love to chat with you before we commence on September 28th. That will be our opening circle. And so, yeah, I'd uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you just want some more information, let's schedule a chat, um, jump onto the website or hit the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to get started. It's the most fun and it's so incredible when you let pleasure lead you for a big chunk of time. Wow. That is a game changer. So let's do it. I'd also love to hear which shifts that I shared, which ways to revolutionize your leadership that I spoke about today really struck a chord with you. So come find me at kate.leeper on Instagram. Reach out to me via the website, kateleeper.com, if today's episode vibed with you. And your ratings and reviews are so helpful. So if you can take a minute to uh, share your thoughts, if uh, today's episode felt supportive for you, then I would love that so very much. All right, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for joining me today on the Sensual Alchemy School podcast. If you found this episode supportive or something landed for you here, please share it with your friends, family, and anyone who you feel might benefit. If you're loving this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to ensure that we can keep bringing you the conversations you need. And if you want to connect, please find me at kateleeper.com or over on Instagram at kate.leeper. I'd love to hear from you.